0: Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of my podcast, Explore and Engage with Anam. As promised, I am back and I look forward to discussing some very important things that are happening in the United States. And before I begin, I would just like to tell you that I am very grateful uh, that you continue to listen to my podcast I appreciate all my listeners, and if you have not visited my website yet, please go check out tossifanam.net. Once again, the website is Tosifanam.net, and on my website, you will find my published opinions, my blog posts, and lots of other content. So please go check out my website, Tosifanam.net, and stay connected with me. Thank you. And so let's begin today's episode. First of all, I would like to start by talking about the spring election here in Wisconsin. Wisconsin is my home. This is where I live. And I am very much involved in Wisconsin politics. And I would like to share with you some updates. Now, I must tell you that I don't have, from my end anything um, exciting to share regarding the spring election. And that's because I was supporting Justice Daniel Kelly for Wisconsin Supreme Court. And in that election, my preferred candidate did not win. And I am very sad as a result. The statewide race, the race for the Wisconsin Supreme Court, was, in fact, disappointing to conservatives, and I'm a conservative. And I was supporting Justice Daniel Kelly very, very strongly, and he did not win. So what will happen now? Well, I I don't know. There are lots of questions People are asking what's going to happen to concealed carry law, what will happen to the state's legislative and congressional maps. These are all questions. And why are these questions coming up? Why why are these questions coming up, you may ask? That's because as a result of the outcome of the spring election, the control of the Supreme Court is going to switch from a conservative majority to a liberal majority. So conservatives had a 4-3 majority on the court, and now the liberals are going to have a 4-3 majority on the court. There will be four liberal justices and three conservative justices on the court because of what happened in the spring election. And as a result of that, there are lots of questions about um, different things like concealed carry law and the state's legislative and congressional maps. And so these are all things that people are discussing right now. And going forward, these are going to be important issues that people will pay attention to. And... You know, I, I can't really say much right now. I think we all have to wait and see. There obviously is a lot of uncertainty. But there's also something that I must mention. There is an election in April 2025, and that, that's another spring election, and that will also be... Uh, that will. You know, in April 2025, there will be an election for the Supreme Court again. Justice Ann Walsh Bradley, who is now uh, a justice on the Supreme Court, the Wisconsin Supreme Court, and she is one of the members of the liberal wing of the court, she indicated that she will run for re-election in 2025. And so that would be an opportunity for the conservatives in Wisconsin. The conservatives must come up with a great candidate who can run for the Supreme Court and win. And if that happens, there will once again be a conservative majority on the court. So if a conservative candidate runs and defeats Justice Ann Walsh-Bradley, If she runs for the Supreme Court again in 2025, which, as I said, according to the reports that I'm seeing, she indicated that she will run for re-election. So if a conservative can run and uh, win against Justice Ann Walsh Bradley in April 2025, then there will be once again a conservative majority on the court. But that's two years away. That's 2025. And... There's a lot of time between now and April 2025, and people are wondering what's going to happen in these two years with a liberal majority on the court. Lots of questions, not much answers, and, you know, I guess we are going to have to pay attention and wait and see. Obviously, in this podcast, I will try to bring you the latest updates, and so please stay connected with me and... Not only do I uh, share my views and opinions through my podcast, but I also write. I also write, and so do go check out my website, Tosifanam.net, check out my blog posts, and if an opinion of mine gets published by a newspaper, then I will include that link in the published opinions section of my website so you can also go check that out. And I do expect to um, continue to write regarding um, regarding the Supreme Court and what may be happening in the near future. So stay connected with me. Thank you. Let me now talk about the presidential race. It's getting very interesting. The election for the office of the president is going to be held in November of 2024. That's next year, November. It's still far away, but as I have said before, time flies really fast. It may seem far away, but time flies really fast, especially when there are so many updates every single day, lots happening in the country, lots happening in the world of politics, and so time flies and the race for the office of the president, it's getting very interesting. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., as I saw in the news, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. announced his candidacy for the president. Reportedly, he is going to be running. He's going to be running for the office of the president, and he's going to be running as a Democrat. And that means... ...that he is going to be a Democrat primary challenger. Now the question is... ...is the incumbent president going to run for re-election? Is the incumbent president going to run for re-election? We have to wait and find out. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is the son of late former U.S. Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy. And he's the nephew of the late former U.S. President John F. Kennedy, JFK. Earlier, author Marianne Williamson joined the race for the White House. So, there is Marianne Williamson running for the president as a Democrat, and now Robert F. F. Kennedy Jr. reportedly will be running for the office of the president as a Democrat. So it's getting very interesting, lots of anticipation, lots of speculation. The question, obviously, is will there be other Democrats jumping into the race? Will the incumbent president formally announce his run for re-election? Will the incumbent president run for a second term? These are all great questions. But sadly, I don't have the answer to share right now. We will wait and see. Now, in my previous podcast episode, I discussed um, the race for the White House and some of the developments on the Republican side. Former President Donald Trump is running for the office of the president, and uh, Nikki Haley, Ambassador Nikki Haley, announced her candidacy as as a Republican, and most recently, Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson announced that he is running for the office of the President as a Republican. And so these are all latest developments, and we have to wait and see what happens going forward. Now, I'm always curious to know what your thoughts are. And I'm sure that among my listeners, there are Republicans as well as Democrats. So I would like to hear your thoughts what you think of the presidential race and what's going to be happening going forward. If you have any guesses regarding who else may be jumping into the race, please share with me. Please share with me who your preferred candidates are. Um, and, you know, I would appreciate. Just connect with me. Go to tossifanam.net Send me a message or find me on social media and connect with me let me know your comments i am eagerly waiting to hear your thoughts and views okay moving on to the next topic the political landscape right now is nothing like we have ever seen before and i think people will agree with me whether you are a republican or a democrat i think you will agree with me that the political landscape in the United States right now is nothing like we have ever seen before. And I can give you examples after examples after examples that will prove that what I am saying is true. There There are so many things happening in the political world, in the United States right now, things that we could never guess, Things that we could never imagine would be happening. And a recent example will uh, help illustrate that point. So I'm going to share an update from North Carolina. A state representative in North Carolina has switched parties. A state representative, a state legislator in in North Carolina has switched parties. She's going from being a Democrat to becoming a Republican. She was a Democrat and now she has switched parties to become a Republican. This is a major development. And are there examples of uh, people in politics switching parties? Obviously. There are many examples of people switching parties, but this one is very interesting and this is going to have, this particular case is going to have a major impact and I will tell you why. I will tell you why this is a major development in politics and in North Carolina. This development is actually sending shockwaves all across the political arena. This has become national news that a state legislator in North Carolina has switched parties. And so why is this so important? Let me tell you. Trisha Cotham, the state representative who switched parties, actually gave the GOP in North Carolina a big victory. A big victory. The Republicans in North Carolina were one seat away from having a supermajority in the state legislature. And because Representative Trisha Cotham joined the GOP, the Republicans now have a supermajority in the North Carolina legislature. The Republicans now have a supermajority in the North Carolina legislature. The Republicans now have a veto-proof majority, and that is very interesting. That is the big news right now. North Carolina, as many of you may know, has a Democrat governor. So any legislation based on a conservative agenda could be blocked by the governor. So if the legislature passed a new legislation, Based on a conservative agenda, and that bill made its way to the governor's desk, the Democrat governor in North Carolina could basically just veto that if he did not agree with it. But with Representative Cotham switching parties, because of her recent action, because she went from being a Democrat to now becoming a Republican the Republicans can pretty much override the governor's veto. In North Carolina, the Republicans in the legislature can now override the governor's veto. They have a majority big enough to override the governor's veto, and this is great news for Republicans. Additionally, conservatives in North Carolina recently also regained control of the North Carolina Supreme Court what an excellent example of success in North Carolina what an amazing example of success for the Republicans in North Carolina winning and losing are all parts of politics we know that sometimes we win sometimes we lose and that's the nature of politics In Wisconsin, this week, we faced a major loss, a major, major loss. I mean, there's no way to present it other than to say that it was a very big loss for Republicans, for conservatives. In Wisconsin, the race for the Wisconsin Supreme Court was such an important election, the spring election, and I made quite a few um, videos on YouTube and in those videos I said that it's an important election and that I will be voting for Justice Daniel Kelly and I I shared with people that I voted for Justice Daniel Kelly. Justice Daniel Kelly is a constitutional conservative and I encourage people to vote for him. I also wrote blog posts supporting Justice Daniel Kelly. And sadly, we saw that um, the conservative-backed candidate did not win in the spring election here in Wisconsin. So in Wisconsin, we faced a major loss, but in North Carolina, the Republicans are winning. And that's the nature of politics. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. And... We have to accept that reality, and uh, we have to move forward. Okay, let me now talk about local politics. Local politics is extremely important. Obviously, people pay a lot of attention to presidential election. People pay a lot of attention to um, races for the United States Senate and the United States House of Representatives and other statewide races. Um, those uh, elections, uh, those races draw a lot of attention. But local politics is also extremely important. The office of the mayor is extremely important, especially in a city like Chicago, which is America's third largest city, the city of Chicago. So I need to talk about Chicago right now because something major has happened in Chicago. I talked about San Francisco in my previous episode, and now I will talk about Chicago. These big cities are frequent topics uh, for my podcast, I think. I've talked about New York, I've talked about Chicago, I've talked about San Francisco, and now I'm going to talk about Chicago once again. Now, by the way, did you know that I'm originally from the city of Dhaka in the country of Bangladesh? And the city of Dhaka is one of the most densely populated cities in the world. Did you know that? I was born and raised in Bangladesh. I was born and raised in the city of Dhaka. And the city of Dhaka is the capital of Bangladesh. And it's an enormously big city. It's a massive city full of people. So I'm used to living in a big city. I was born and raised in a very, very big city, in a very, very populated city. But now I live in Madison, in the great state of Wisconsin. And Madison is a, it, it's a major city, but it is quite smaller compared to the city that I was born and raised in. So I love living in Madison. I have what I need in this city. It's not too big. It's not too small. It's just the perfect size for me. But Chicago, which is you know, what, two and a half, three hours away, depending on traffic. Um, Obviously, uh, two and a half, three hours by car is what I'm referring to. So if you're driving from Madison to Chicago, depending on the traffic, it could be, you know, two and a half, three hours away. Um, Or it could be more if the traffic is, you know, really heavy. Anyway, I need to talk about Chicago. Chicago just elected a new mayor, a new mayor named Brandon Johnson. Now, to be honest with you, I don't know much about Brandon Johnson. I haven't had the time to do much research. But um, I do know that, you know, from the reports that I'm seeing, I do know that Brandon Johnson is being um, identified as a progressive. Okay, so he's definitely left-leaning. He's on the left. And... The question now is, how is he going to govern as a mayor? I did not follow the Chicago mayoral election updates as closely as I should have. I usually do pay attention to Chicago, but there was so much going on in the state of Wisconsin. um, So much of, you know, um, so much of, you know, political developments were happening in Wisconsin leading up to the spring election that I did not have... Um, much opportunity to follow Chicago politics in recent months. But Brandon Johnson is on the left. He is, um, you know, news reports call him a progressive. And so what does that mean for how he's going to govern? That's the question. Brandon Johnson's resume includes serving as Cook County Commissioner as a Democrat. He is also a union organizer. He's definitely on the left, and he's a Democrat. And so, how is he going to govern? I just keep asking that. I think that I've asked that for the third time now in this episode. Chicago is the third largest city in the United States, a major city with a new mayor, A Democrat, a progressive, a union organizer, obviously political analysts are waiting to see how he would govern. Brandon Johnson was backed by the Chicago Teachers Union and by many progressive activists. What I am concerned about the most regarding Chicago is the public safety issue, and I think I've mentioned that before. Chicago has widespread crime. Tourists don't feel safe in Chicago. Many tourists don't feel safe in Chicago. I used to go to Chicago as a tourist, and I stopped doing that because I think there's so much of crime in Chicago, it's not a safe place. And many people I know don't feel safe in Chicago anymore, whether it's a trip for business or pleasure. With a new mayor... The question now is, will there be increased focus on public safety? The, the answer right now is, I don't know. I can make a guess, but I will refrain from drawing a conclusion just yet. I would love to see a conservative become mayor. I would love to see a conservative become the mayor of Chicago. But obviously, Chicago is a very liberal city. Democrat, um, A Democrat has a, a much greater chance of winning an election in Chicago than a Republican. That's the nature of Chicago politics. And so that's what happened. A Democrat won the race for the mayor of Chicago. And, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see how he governs. I I stopped going to Chicago because of the widespread crime. I try not to go to Chicago. I do go to um, some of the northern Illinois um, suburbs, but I try to not go as far as Chicago. I try to avoid the city of Chicago. I, I do go if I absolutely must. I do go to Illinois, but I try to avoid Chicago because there's so much of crime. Now, I wish that would change, you know, I I wish that the leaders in Chicago would deploy lots of law enforcement resources to combat crime, to make Chicago a safer place. Okay, now Chicago has a new mayor, let's wait and see what happens. I think Chicago needs a mayor who will support law enforcement. Chicago needs a mayor who will focus on ensuring public safety. Is that going to happen with the new mayor? We will have to wait and see. I will not draw any conclusions yet, my friends. Let's wait and see. Stay connected with me. Continue to listen to my podcast. I would appreciate that. Please stay connected because I will be sharing lots of new updates in my upcoming episodes. I will be paying attention to what happens in Wisconsin after the election. I will be sharing those updates. I will be sharing updates on the presidential election. I will be sharing updates um, regarding Chicago politics. I will also be talking about, I think, California going forward because I've talked about California quite a bit in my podcast. And depending on what major updates there are from the state of California. I'll be talking about those. Um, I will try to cover not just local politics in various places around the country, but I will also be talking about national issues. And as you may know, if you listen to my podcast, if if you've listened to um, previous episodes, that I also talk about non-political issues. In my podcast. I've talked about space exploration and much more. So I will continue to do that. Thank you. And before I conclude this episode, I have one request. If you love listening to my podcast, please, please, please share links to my episodes with friends and family members. Please share links to my podcast with your friends and family members. Help me spread the word. Help me gain more listeners, and I just want to reach more and more people through my podcast. I love sharing my views and opinions. I love um, getting messages from my listeners. I love hearing what you have to say. So let's continue um, this podcasting journey. Thank you for listening, and stay connected with me. Go to my website, TossIfAnam.net. So that's it for today. I hope to be back again with a new episode of Explore and Engage with Anam.